1: That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com,
2: code LISTEN. The Opinion Line on Corks 96FM. I want to talk to Carol for a little while. Um, Carol, I watched a video that you made nine or ten minutes talking about what you have been through. And it starts... By saying I'm I'm sorry for your loss. The most recent miscarriage was in May. Good morning.
1: Good morning. Thank you very much. Yeah, oh I'm I'm glad you got a chance to watch it. Yeah, it was um just my opportunity just to I suppose speak my thoughts really. Um so yeah, basically what happened is my husband and I have been trying for a baby for a while. Yeah. And uh, yeah, unfortunately we suffered uh, another miscarriage. Um, so this is my fourth, unfortunately. Um, and I, I just, for the first three, um, to be perfectly honest with you, I just suffered in silence. Um, I think it's a thing that women feel like they've done something wrong. And so I just went into myself. I didn't really talk about it. I just kind of tried to brush it off. But all the while, I was kind of blaming myself. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of women can relate to that. Um, the, so the number
2: of women who lose mm. a child through miscarriage, mm. y- you quoted as one in four. That's yeah, it's scary, one in four Carol. in the UK.
1: Yeah, in, in, in Ireland it's one in five, I've just read. So, yeah, it's quite common.
2: Yeah, you live in the UK. You're from Carrigaline, but you live in in Swansea. Beautiful Swansea. Yeah. I love Swansea. I love yeah.
1: it. It's a gorgeous place. Yeah, I yeah. married a Swansea boy, so I've. I've got the best of both worlds. There's only an ocean between us.
2: <laughs> good for you. Good for you. So four miscarriages. And mm. You're now you're you're still quite 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 young. I, the the medical geek in me is mm. is driven to ask.
1: Mm. Have
2: you had an explanation as to why?
1: It's very difficult. It's very difficult to determine because there's so many factors from what I understand. Now, I'm no expert whatsoever, but from the fantastic NHS um, team that have taken care of me, I've asked that question myself, like, was it something I did? Was it my health? What? Um, And like myself, my husband, we, we went for what's called a fertility MOT before we started trying so what this does is it it checks you out basically, it checks the the equipment like an MOT suggests. And mm-hmm. um, so you get blood tests for the women, and they they look at your hormone level, they look at your egg kind of count, or you know you get a proper ultrasound. Um, and for the men, they get their sperm analysed, etc. So we got the green light from the doctors. They were like, "You're both healthy. You know, we keep our our weight quite low." you know we eat quite well we don't really drink that much we don't smoke you know all of that we try and be healthy and since i've started trying i reduced my um caffeine intake i only have like two cups of tea a day Uh, everything else is is caffeine free Mm. lots of fruit and veg you know i've gone to zoom sessions to learn about nutrition and everything so there can be loads of reasons it can be a chromosome defect in the actual embryo themselves it can be just they they don't attach it can just be a hormonal imbalance there's like so many i couldn't even go into the reasons so that's that's why I wanted to speak out yeah. because i think i think sometimes women and and maybe sometimes men blame themselves and it really isn't that it, it's just it, the way a doctor explained it to me like the, if the chromosome is damaged they wouldn't have a particularly nice life anyway yes. so it's nature's way of kind of being kind, which even though it's, it's a horrible experience to go one through. way
2: of looking at it. Mm. I, I spoke to a woman, Carol, one time, who'd had eight
1: miscarriages. Oh gosh, of, bless her.
2: And, and, and she was trying to become pregnant again, and, yeah. and she did, and I think subsequently she had a baby, which I was thrilled mm. for. Mm,
1: absolutely. But
2: I asked her a question, put the same question to you. Mm. What, you still have that drive to keep going.
1: Yeah, well, I, I'm i a Christian. I'm a very proud Christian, and I believe that, you know, God doesn't give you um, things for no reason. So I think there's a purpose from the pain. So I think, because I'm quite an extrovert, and for me to be quiet about something, trust me, my family and my friends would be like, no, that's not Carol. <laughs> she doesn't stay quiet about anything. So <clears throat> when I found the strength to just kind of speak out to women, I think that's the purpose behind all of this, is to to come alongside my, my sisters, you know, and just say, it's okay, like, it's not your fault. And for the men as well, I think sometimes the men get a little bit shut out because perhaps they, they can't fix it. You know, I, I think there's, yeah. um, you know, a, an onus in men to try and fix yes. it. You know, what can I do? And all you can do is just be beside your partner, you know, and, and just support them. And unfortunately, because of hormones and things, sometimes, like, I definitely have gone through mood swings and bless my husband, he's been very patient. He hasn't taken it to heart. You know, I've got the flowers, I've got chocolates, I've got, like, a brilliant community around me, like, my church for the first week when we went through it cooked us meals every day and dropped them up to the house you know and it's just that type of love in the community that's really helpful um but i think the main message pj i think the reason why i want to keep going and keep you know the kind of as i say the purpose behind the pain is just to to let other people know that like this is so common like it's, it's one in four or one in five depending where you live and um just not to blame yourself and don't give up the hope you know i think that's very important like i'm we're we're still trying and i still have hope that a baby will come along um and you may have seen in the video like what i said is i think this baby that i lost was just stretching my heart muscles because i think being a mother is incredibly difficult yes. but incredibly beautiful so yeah.
2: you, you say i was reading the echo yesterday you talked to crystal in the echo mm, and, and yeah. also on the video you say that you've mothered everything yeah. from your barbie doll <laughs> to your cat yeah. to your, <laughs> to your yeah. husband yeah the desire to be a mammy it's the yeah. big, is it the is it almost the biggest part of you carol
1: like I remember when I was younger I used to like strive to be a career woman but as I got older I was like I would happily stay at home and Don 't get me wrong i 'm an independent person, and I, I you know i've been lucky enough to go to u c c and i 'm educated and i've brilliant jobs and stuff, but like if I had the choice, I would stay at home and be a mom to a football team <laughs> you know what I mean like if I could that's because you know I think a lot of it is down to my own mother like she 's such a loving person, and my dad too i've i 've been very blessed with a really supportive family. And when I met my husband, I was very, (laughs) I was very forthright and said, listen, don't be wasting my time. I I want to be a wife and a mother. And if you're not interested in helping me with that. Jog on.
2: <laughs> so You're he's not a woman that you know <laughs> minces your words.
1: No, I was thirty-six no. at the time. PJ, like I didn't have time to be messing about. So um, yeah, so he's he's the same. Like he's he's such a dad to people. Like he he's he's just a brilliant person and very kind. And mm-hmm. I just thought the two of us together, you know, we'd make little little legends. Um, and you know, if it doesn't happen biologically, I have no issue with adoption or fostering. Yes. Um. You know. And it. is true like I'm a mother by heart you can ask any of my friends I'll I'll come alongside them even at work I'll be the person making a cup of tea and getting a chocolate bar to someone who's had a crap day you know so yeah yeah it's just I think it's it's instinctual I think you either I think you either are you aren't and, um, like, I respect women who choose not to have a baby. That's perfectly, perfectly fine. It's just not my choice. My choice, if possible, will be to have a, a child of my own. Um, yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. yes. Um, you, you said that one of the reasons you're speaking out is because so many people don't. Yeah. And I think, on t- I, I'm doing this show 10 years for next February,
1: Mm, if, congratulations!
2: Thank you. If they haven't sacked me first, <laughs> um, but even ten years ago, mm. Carol, people didn't talk. No. Now they're starting to, mm. and it's great.
1: Yeah, I think I think it does take courage. I think um, certainly I've spoken to different people and I've had people who, you know, I was, I've was i lost contact with and I put it out and they've come back to say, oh, myself, and my husband went through that or my sister went through that or my cousin or what have you, you know, and, and people are so afraid, BJ. It's, it's such a tragedy, like people are so afraid to talk about something that is actually so common mm. and dare I say it, very normal. You know, people go on to have healthy pregnancies. The the gynecologist I spoke to in Singleton Hospital in Swansea told me like there's no reason why your next pregnancy wouldn't be successful. You know, there's a real hope there, and mm-hmm. I think I don't know whether it's a female thing that we just take on the blame, or is it? I don't know why why it is, but I'd certainly felt that way that I was like, oh, clearly I must have had a pint too many, or oh, I, I must have fallen over, or I wasn't very good. With my caffeine intake, or I'm overweight. You know, you can. The list goes on, and I beat
2: yourself up over it, even yeah. though even though you're not to blame.
1: Exactly. It's it's. I don't know how to explain. I suppose it's because it's happening to you, and I, I don't really know the reason. I think, yeah, it's a very odd thing because oh. I suppose because you're the 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 guardian or the keeper of the baby. Perhaps you feel like you did something. ...thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not the case. Scientifically, it's just not the case at all. So if I could do anything to to help somebody just feel like, just give yourself a break, like your body's through the actual process of it is actually very traumatic. Mm -hmm. And you can have pain like six, eight weeks afterward. You can... You know be really suffering like i my health still two months on my health still isn't hundred percent like i'm still exhausted okay. um so it takes you really, a lot out of you it really does like i'm quite an active person but i struggle these days to take my dog for like a 20 minute walk you know um so if i could just wrap my arms around every family who are going through this and just say please be kind to yourself because
2: this is trauma
1: it is. It is massively, you know, and... Do you have counselling? I did, yeah. Yeah, I'm quite, um, I'm quite a fan of counselling. It definitely helped pull me out of the water, shall we say, because um, it's so easy to, to beat yourself up and, and to get into a really dark place, you know, because you're grieving. It is a death at the end of the day, you know. Um, one thing that certainly helped me was um, doing a fundraiser with a charity called Sands, Mm-hmm. So they're an organisation who helps specifically with, like, stillborn miscarriages, neonatal deaths, um, and they set a challenge, with a, which I thought was really clever, to jog 60 miles in June. Now, I am not a runner, <laughs> so for me to, to jog 60 miles was quite...
2: <laughs> not in one go, I
1: too. No, no, no. Thankfully, you could do it across the month. Um So that that gave me purpose as well. That got me out of bed. That got me running every day. I had a Facebook group of of women who've gone through it as well. You know, and we were sending each other encouraging messages. I managed to raise £219 for the charity, which I was delighted. You know, and it was just being part of a group who got it. You know, that's the other side of it. Like when you're saying, like, you know, there's really weird things that happen to you. Like sometimes I feel like somebody's missing in my house. You know and I can't quite put my finger on it it's like oh yeah the, the, you know when you're preparing for a baby you have little bits and you know just imagining them like can you imagine like little baby finger holding your finger and things like that it's, it's all it's not that you even lose the baby it's, it's that you lose that future that you were looking forward to as well
2: yeah there's a thing called nesting
1: yeah exactly yeah. exactly
2: and then there's nothing to put in the nest
1: no exactly but uh, what i will say is there's lots of support out there like i've been doing a bit of research around what's what what goes on in cork and um there is in the cork university maternity hospital there is a, a cork miscarriage unit um mm-hmm. and there's a website corkmiscarriage.com and from the brief look that i had there they seem really really supportive as well mm. um, yeah
2: something that you intend to do in your new house uh, mm. have, you, have you moved yet
1: not yet no okay. we're still we're still going through the the process
2: okay. but <laughs> you, you tend to remember yeah the four lost babies you yeah. you tend to remember them in your garden talk
1: to me yeah about that. yeah so i think a, a a big part of uh bereavement is, is actually saying goodbye it sounds quite simple but actually when you don't for me I didn't have a physical body because it was so early on in the pregnancy. So it's it's a bit of a, a mind mess up a little bit to not have something to bury or something to honor. So I and my husband decided to um, plant um, some beautiful plants that we can take care of in our new garden. Mm. Um, and it's just another way to nurture. It's a, It's a way to honor. It's It's almost like a place to pray or to talk to. Um, And it's, you know, it's something that um, life is life, isn't it? And perhaps maybe I didn't get to take care of the baby, but I could get to take care of the plant. And if the plant isn't doing well, I'd give it extra nutrients. If it's blossoming beautifully, I'll take photos and I'll show it off. Mm. You know, just the way that you would with a little child.
2: My my wife is... um a gardener. She, oh, she she loves her flowers and her plants. <laughs> and we were sitting out one evening recently, and I said, "Cresta, said you love them roses more than me." You <laughs> know, so I know exactly what you mean. You know, it she does talks take a lot to of, them.
1: She, knows. yeah. Oh, I do too. Like I talk to my flowers all the time. I'm growing sunflowers at the moment. And oh, I love sun, like, I love sunflowers, oh, Carol. Stuff. I love yeah. sunflowers. Their, their abuse, like, they they just are a divine plant to, to have around. And I'm like, hi, guys, how are yeah. you this morning? You know, they <laughs> smile at you, them. don't they? They do. They definitely do. And it's just, it's another reflection of life. Do you know what I mean? And even though I physically don't have the baby, I have that spirit, you know. And, and my gynecologist told me that um, once you are pregnant, your DNA changes. So I'm not the same person that I was before. Even oh, really? physically, yeah, that's the DNA changes within you. So I used to say, "Oh, I'd love to be a mother," and my gynecologist was, "Well, you are. You are a mother. You, your body has physically changed with the DNA of that child growing inside you. So you're not the same person as you were before." And that was such a relief. I was like, "Oh, I am a mom. Actually, oh, that's that's huge." You know, they're
2: not here with you, but yeah, they're still. They're yeah, in your heart.
1: Exactly. Okay. And like none of us are guaranteed a long life, you know what I mean? So you know, the the way I think about it from a Christian perspective is that that child went straight to heaven. It didn't have to suffer any pain or any, you know, abuse or, or any kind of mean stuff in life, it just went straight to heaven and mm-hmm. how, how beautiful is that?
2: you're you're that your, your, your gynecologist was a wise person.
1: Oh, she was brilliant she said your,
2: your dna and i didn't know i'm i'm sure, i'm sure science can probably prove this mm. your dna yeah changed the yeah. moment you became pregnant yeah you are a mother you have been yeah. a mother four times you, yeah. you don't actually have a baby to hold yet yeah. hopefully that will come someday yeah but you're exactly. already a mother and you acknowledge that everybody needs to acknowledge and i think messages starting to come in here now carol oh you you know you're amazing to hear for the thousands of women who are suffering or have had m- miscarriages. That's mm. in from, from Katie. That I think the message you're trying to get across, and forgive me if I'm clumsy with words here. That's okay. I'm just a man. We <laughs> get these things wrong. Like, you've been a mother four times. You don't have one to hold in your hands no. or your arms. You've four to hold in your heart. Exactly. And that is for... You, you want every mother who's ever had a miscarriage in court yeah. to understand that.
1: Definitely, and celebrate that, like, your body... Your body did that. Like, creating life is no mean feat. Like, it's it's a huge honor, and it's a huge privilege, and you should pat yourself on the back that, you know, for those who are trying, like, you got pregnant. The amount of women who can't even get to that stage, mm. you know, it, it's a really hard road, and I, I just think hopefully the day that I have a baby, whether it's biologically or adoption or what have you, that I'll just hold that child that little bit tighter because I know how difficult the journey was, and I would just... I would just call on parents out there, those who have children, and some of them might be driving you absolutely up the walls, I get that. (laughs) But just hug them because not everybody has an easy road and not everybody actually gets to take their baby home from the hospital, you know, so just be grateful for what you have. And even when they drive you demented, you know, they're your pride and joy at the end of the day and they're a gift. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think you're fantastic. I watched, (gasps) I I get sent videos to watch for this program frequently mm. and I always look at the duration of the video and I mm. think you know and I've, I've I've become guilty of having the modern short-term memory <laughs> or short-term interest and I'm thinking that's nine and a half minutes do I have <laughs> it was it went by like 10 seconds oh thank it flew you. by we're going to share it thank you on our twitter and thank on you. all of our other platforms so people can watch it and so. listen and listen to you. If yeah. anybody if anybody wants to contact miscarriage. dot they can do that. Mm-hmm. Carol, I I wish you, I wish you luck. I, I know in my heart it'll happen for you someday.
1: Thank you, PJ. I really appreciate that, and God bless all your listeners. And yeah, if if the video can help at all, it's you know at the end of the day, it's only my experience. Some people choose not to speak about it, and that's perfectly their right to do it. I'm not saying that's wrong, but um, yeah, I just just thank you for the opportunity to, to help others because that's, that's the whole point. Really. We'll share
2: it with our friends in the press as well. They may wish oh, to amazing. take your video on board. And this interview we will share very, very widely. Give my love to Swansea. It's been a few I years will. since I was there.
1: Oh, well, when you're over, I'll have a couple of berries ready for you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Carol, thank you. Take care.
1: God bless. Thank See you.
2: Bye-bye. God. That's uh, Carol Carudin. Uh, from Carragalline, but based in Swansea, living in Swansea. The video we'll share. Uh, As I said, I get so many videos to watch for this program, and I look at the duration and go, Christ, do I really have that many minutes in my time? Wow, it's it's powerful, very powerful stuff, and um, I enjoyed that. I was nervous about that conversation, because I'm always just being a fella. I think being a fella, you've no idea what it's like to talk to someone who's had a miscarriage. Uh, So, yeah. Thanks Carol. I'll treasure that uh, that interview. Quartz 96 FM.